The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the first chapter. Glory Glory to you, Lord. Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent, to, sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of our Lord. You've heard this story before. You know it well, and for that reason, I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this story. Instead, I'm going to zoom in on one particular phrase. I'm going to focus on the words of the angel Gabriel to Mary. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid was kind of a catchphrase among, among angels in the Bible. It was a way of, of telling the person in front of them to calm down. We, we find an example of this earlier in, the very, in this very chapter of Luke. When Zechariah saw the angel, he was startled and overcome with fear. And the angel said, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Angels show up and they're glorious beings and, and people nearly have a heart attack. And so the angels say, do not be afraid. But it's not just about their own appearance that angels say that. And in this passage where the angel Gabriel appears to Mary, I don't think it's so much about his appearance that he was, that was giving Mary reason to fear. I think he spoke the words, do not be afraid, in order to, to soften the message that he was about to deliver, the news that she was pregnant. Now remember, Mary is engaged, which is legally binding, but not yet married. And so she is still living at home with her parents, and the assumption is that she would be pure until she and Joseph came together and formed their own household. Excuse me. <coughs> but now there's this angel in her room telling her that she's pregnant, and he tells her not to be afraid before he even gives her the news, probably because he knew what thoughts might be running through her head. Maybe something like this. Joseph, knowing the child wasn't his, would call off the marriage and leave her. And for that reason, people would assume that her pregnancy was the result of sleeping around. Her parents would think the same thing, and, 
and might disown her or throw her out. Friends would turn their back on her. She would be shamed and either shunned or stoned. Remember, that was the penalty for adultery. And even if she weren't stoned, she would be alone during the trials and, and tribulations of pregnancy. And if she made it to term, she would be alone facing the labor and delivery, which included the very real possibility of dying in childbirth. So I think it's because of this possible runaway of train wreck thoughts that Gabriel says to Mary, do not fear. He's trying to head all those thoughts off. Now, we may not have those fears, but we have plenty of fears of our own. In a Facebook post this week, I asked you to share some of your fears with me, and many, many did. It was interesting that the fear most often mentioned concerned our government. We worry about who's coming into power and what they're going to do and how they're going to spend our money. We also fear growing old, or at least we fear the things that go along with it. We might have to go into a nursing home or we might, live, we might outlive our retirement funds. We fear death, be it from natural causes or an accident or even a mass shooting. We fear dying alone. What if something happens to our children or other loved ones and we, we can't control it or fix it? We fear that. We worry about being unloved and unliked and therefore ending up all alone. We fear that if we open ourselves up and people come to know who we really are, they will leave us. We worry about medical problems for ourselves and those we love. We worry about the cost associated with treating those problems, even if we get better. We worry about cancer and physical pain. We worry about losing our job and not being able to maintain our lifestyle. We worry about losing someone we love to death, a, a parent, a spouse, a child. We worry because we've seen the heartbreak that brings. We worry about the country and the world we're leaving to our kids and grandkids. We fear natural disasters like storms, hurricanes, tornadoes, and fires. We fear snakes and heights and the dark. We fear change, and that's especially problematic because change is unavoidable. We fear the unknown. And all of these fears are real. All of these fears are possible, even if they're not probable. They're not things that you can write off. Take a moment to think about the fears that I've named and add your own if you've got something else that might be nagging at you. And then remember the angel's words, do not be afraid. Know that those words still apply and that they apply to you. There will always be dangers and difficulties. There will always be something to fear, but we need not be afraid. In the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God has made an end run around our fears. God has outflanked them. The game is won. All we have to do is screw up our courage and put aside our fears for a moment and say yes to God. Mary was not afraid and said yes to God, or perhaps she said yes to God and then became unafraid. Maybe it was a combination of the two. Maybe it's not possible to know which came first, and maybe 
It works that way for us. In saying yes to God, we become unafraid. And in becoming unafraid, we are more able to say yes. So to that end, I made an insert for you. It should be in your bulletin or it'll be posted online as well. It contains some of the key places in the Bible where a version of be not afraid is said by God or an agent of God. And then through the Holy Spirit speaking through the scriptures to you. I can assure you that this works because it worked for me. Just this week, I read all the passages on that list. You see, I Googled them, and I was so excited to have this nice list, but then I got to wondering, what if, what if somebody goes home and checks them and, and catches me in a mistake? <laughs> so out of a fear of being embarrassed, I checked all these passages. I was determined not to get caught making an error. And so when I sat down to read these passages, I didn't do so with a devotional attitude. I wasn't looking for comfort. I was looking to make sure I had not messed up. But God spoke to me anyway. These scriptures don't just tell us to be afraid. It's, it's not just a greeting. God still speaks to us through the Bible. The Bible is a means of grace. It's a way that we encounter God. It is a way that we can open ourselves up and experience God's presence and God's peace. And so when we read these passages of someone like us being told not to be afraid, we open up the possibility of hearing God speaking to us, telling us not to be afraid. Now, to be clear, the Christian faith does not teach us that our lives will be perfect. Not everything will go away. After all, the child that Mary had, Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, the most faithful human being who ever lived, suffered and died a horrible death. There's no promise that everything is going to go the way we want it to, but it's not the end of the story. Christ suffered and died, but he went through death and he came out on the other side more alive than ever. And so his resurrection promises us that although we face trials and difficulties in this life, in the end, in the life to come, all will be well. For in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the world has turned a corner. What the angel said to Mary, the risen Christ says to us, do not be afraid. Amen.